We bring you the Friday profile now. This is a tennis ace we've been dying to have on the show. Weeks have come and gone. Wimbledon has come and gone. The US Open has come and gone. But finally, she's here. Khotato Monchani is in the studio. She's South Africa's highest ranked women's wheelchair tennis player. And recently, she got to compete at Wimbledon, which was a first for her. It was a first, in fact, um, as far as the African continent is concerned. It was the first time that uh, an African was represented in the wheelchair tennis event. And it was an absolutely special, special and historic moment. Well, she's been named South Africa's uh, Disabled Sportswoman of the Year several times. She's no newcomer to these accolades. And she was also part of uh, the South African team at the 2008 uh, the 2012 and the 2016 Summer uh, uh, Paralympics and the World uh, Team Cup uh, participation uh, for South Africa, for Team South Africa in 2009 and 2011. Uh, but these accolades just haven't stopped. She's had an incredible year, in my view. KG, can I call you that? Yeah, yeah. Or is it for only sure. those that are close to you? <laughs> or oh, those doing? who can pronounce Hotato. <laughs> uh, that too, that too. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? Very good. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, I must say, you, you know, when, when people hear me on the radio, they picture something else. So same with me. When I saw your pictures, I pictured something else. You are uh, petite. For the power that you actually demonstrate on the court, I didn't expect uh, you to be so petite. Uh, is that know, is that a common? They, they say what did they say? Uh, then I must come in small packages. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true for you. <laughs> so would you agree that you've had quite a year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I had uh, a very great year, to be honest. It, it didn't start easy, but uh, I'm just happy how it turned out to be. Yes, yes. I mean, when we look at the things you've managed to achieve this year, you successfully depended, de- defended rather uh, the, the Swiss Open title. It was your fourth win at the Swiss Open. Yeah, uh, Swiss Open is sort of, I don't know, it's... it's Lucky charm tournament, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, winning it for the fourth time, and also it was a good time for me to to win Swiss Open. Looking at, I was going into Wimbledon, so definitely I needed some sort of a confident booster going into such a big tournament. Yeah, so, so would you say that it had to do with your performance at the Swiss Open and then your performance at Roland Garros that led to that wild card uh, uh, award? Uh, obviously, when, when I entered Wimbledon, I was number six in the world but uh, because of challenges if i had to take you back that wheelchair tennis south africa lost a huge sponsorship a pod mm-hmm. company south africa that has you know helped us for so many years so getting into 2018 i wasn't even so sure if i'm gonna play at all or what oh, so oh, when i entered yeah, wimbledon i was number six so it makes sense why i got uh, i got a wild card because in wheelchair tennis only top seven players get a direct entry and number eight it's a it's a wild card so come Wimbledon already I was number eight mm. so uh, I would like to understand that's why they gave me the, the the wild card so obviously winning the Swiss Open it was a it was a moment for me going into such a big tournament because mm-hmm. I didn't know going into Wimbledon what was going to happen because for me Wimbledon was going to be I think my last tournament, looking at the financial challenges we had at World Really? Tennis. But you're 32. What? So just for financial reasons, not for any other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause, yeah, cause in World Tennis, I mean, lack of sponsorship, it's quite a, quite a problem. Cause yeah. going into that tournament, I didn't even have any individual sponsor or anything. So 
yeah, going into that for me, it was just go and make the best of it. And it's my first time on grass, so why not go and enjoy the yes, experience? Yes, and I want to talk about the grass experience, but I still I, I want to focus a little bit on the the fact that here you are, you're representing the country at one of the most well-known tennis tournaments around the world. And we just didn't show up for you. We didn't show up in the way that we should have. You know, it was only then later when reports were coming out that you weren't able to travel with your coach that I think a lot of South Africans were like, yeah. we let her down <laughs> in that way. But in fact, that is a, 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 one of the failures because we never thought about how else have we not shown up for her and other players over the years because it wasn't the first time where you had to deal with challenges like that of very little funding of not being able to travel with the resources that you need and this time you didn't even have your coach or even someone dedicated there uh, for you to practice with yeah i mean uh definitely that's how it turned out to be but uh obviously as someone who understands their own struggles you know you gotta you gotta make it work but uh, let me give credit to Miss Mbeki and the Women uh, Development Bank because going into Roland Garros, she gave me a couple of friends to, you know, go into that tournament. And what's left, that's what, you know, took me to Wimbledon. So if I didn't have anything, Wimbledon wasn't going to happen at all. But uh, like I said, as someone who understands their own struggle, I always find a way to make it work because, I mean, as an athlete, you don't want to be focused more on the on the negative side. So you always want to, you know, keep pushing despite the difficulties. So I think that's what happened at Wimbledon. As I said, I thought it was going to be my last tournament. So going out there, it was just like, go and make the most of it and the best of it because it might be the last. So dream come true? <laughs> Is it a dream to be able to achieve the fourth of the big tournaments? Definitely, definitely, because during that moment, I felt like even if I call it a, I call it a quit, I mean, I'll be, I'll be happy because I completed the four slams here. Mm. Oh, that's incredible, Hotatsu. That's, uh, that's just something else. Um, so let's talk about the grass experience. It's, uh, how difficult is playing on grass uh, for wheelchair tennis? It's, uh, I, I find it so, so, so difficult, you know, like just pushing on grass itself or on a wheelchair. I, I, I thought it was impossible, you know, just looking from far, I thought, uh, there's no way this is going to work because having to use your arms to push on such a heavy surface and hit mm. the ball. And in wheelchair tennis, we move in circles, you know. So I, I found myself so slow, you know, on court and it was so frustrating. But uh, yeah, it, it was quite an experience for me. I, I believe if I had uh, better preparations on grass next time, I shouldn't have, you know, such difficulties because I think it needs good preparations. Yeah, so you didn't have your coach to be able to tell you about the weather, the grass, whether the ball's going to be light or heavy. or So how did you, it meant that you had to learn very quickly, had to figure some of these things out very quickly with every round. Yeah, you know, what, what, what came into my mind by then, it was like, just make it work. Don't complain. Just, just, just go for it. Just, just move, you know. I was just like, keep pushing myself in my head, like, don't complain. It's your first time. Just, just do it. Make it work. So I think that's what really carried me through the tournament. You just keep saying, I want to make it work. I want to make it work. I'm going to keep making it work. So that's what really worked out for me because without all that, like you say, if my coach is not there, mm. I had no one to advise me on on all those things. So I just I just had to, you know, figure it out and yeah, do it. Yes, and then you got all the way to the semifinals. <laughs> just with that attitude, with those challenges. And we I think we need there's so much we can learn and draw from 
in terms of overcoming obstacles, because a lot of us, we encounter an obstacle and we already walk away or we back down uh, or we consider ourselves defeated. And you didn't allow any of these challenges to, to defeat you. Yeah, because uh, if I had to take you back on how I started playing this sport, I started at the age of 19, you know, which for someone who really wants to be a professional tennis player, I mean, age of 19, 20, See? that's when you peak in your in your career. And that's when I started. So I had to you know, like go back to the drawing board and have a conversation with myself that uh, you are not a grassroots crafted player. You've been learning along the way. So you need to be patient with yourself, you know, take any challenges as they come and find some solutions so I, I just believe in in solutions and making it work i mean there's a lot of negative stuff happening around but we we make choices it, it, it's your choice where you want to focus or where you want to put your focus so that's how it has always been with me in my tennis career mm, um because you were born with a congenital disorder uh, that led to what the amputation of your leg uh, your one leg but it also affected your arms so overcoming challenges is almost do you, is that how you see it as well that the narrative or this thread yeah. you know, being an achiever <laughs> being an overcomer across your life uh, yeah because i would say I, I i i feel so happy that i was i was born with a disability and i grew up in villages you know because as a kid, you, you don't really know what's happening around you. Unlike when you don't born with disability and you are in an accident, then it's, it's a new life. So having to grow up with disability, for me, it was like a norm. Like, oh, this is how it is. Oh, you like that. I'm like this. Life goes on. Yes. So, and I was so fortunate that my parents took me to a special school. Because being at special school, that's when you realize, oh, I don't have a leg. doesn't have an arm. Yes. So... You know, it was a positive environment to be in because that's where the confidence grew. Like, you can express yourself as much as possible, do whatever, like test yourself to your best abilities because no one's going to judge you because you are all differently abled. So growing up in such an environment really helped me grow as a person and not to see my disability as, as a problem, as a, as a barrier. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, you find people who just got into accident and their life changed. They They've, like... Yeah, they they just feel so terrible. And people like us, we have to talk to them that, I mean, you got to accept for who you are at the moment because you can't really change it. Yes. So it's about accepting yourself and just move on. Mm. Yeah, so I imagine those are hard conversations. If someone turns to you in, in that moment when they, they now have this new reality of, of dealing and accepting uh, a disability. Yeah, I mean, uh, acceptance is the biggest thing, you know, because you can't make everyone happy and dwelling on your problems is not going to help you. you I, I can just cry out loud that I don't have a leg. Nobody cares in this world. Nobody cares what you're going through. Sometimes you just have to look out for yourself. People rather will feel sorry for you, and but even if they say sorry, they're not going to do anything about it. So you might as well just, you know, regroup yourself and find a way to, to make it work. Yes. Your family must be so proud. Kulimpopo. Yes, my sister. Hello. Younger sister. Yes, that's last born that's last my mama's born. last one yeah so how many are you go at home we are three i'm the first born there's a boy in the middle then and then your baby sister yes yeah so how is your mom yeah my mom is very chilled very funny lady <laughs> yeah i mean she's so chilled i mean I, i'm happy the way she raised me because she didn't raise me so special like people will say we, we are special simply because we have a disability that's not how my mom raised me she she did acknowledge the fact that uh, i was 
born with a disability and all I need, I have special needs, but it doesn't mean I'm special. So she raised me like any other kid at, uh, at home. So mm-hmm. there was no way I couldn't learn how to wash dishes because I didn't have leg or my hands. Uh, she, she didn't want to take that. Yeah. So she, t- she taught me how to clean, cook, and look after these young ones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the journey or the decision to go into, into tennis, it's always had their backing. No, you know how I got into tennis. It was it was a frustrating moment for me actually because I was a very active learner at school. I mean, I did from ballroom dancing, traditional dance, wheelchair basketball, table. I did all those sort of activities. When tennis came, I was like, my plate is full. Like I can't. I don't even know what the what this thing is. Mm-hmm. I'm not even interested. But they were not asking me. They were telling me you gotta go and represent the school <laughs> at, at a camp in Pretoria. Wheelchair tennis, South Africa is hosting a camp. You got to be there it's like but sir this is not my thing i heard people are playing i can go around and look it was like oh, i'm not asking you you gotta go so that's where it all started and funny enough i went and picked up a racket and started playing that's where it all started boom Mm, just had a natural ability for it. Uh, we are taking calls. My guest this afternoon is Hotato Monjane, and you've just heard her journey. She's our Friday profile. Uh, so do give us a call, 011-8830702 and 31702 for your SMSs. Your up's on 0727021702. You may have seen her in action. Uh, she's been doing us so proud, representing South Africa. She's got her colors um, representing South Africa in various disciplines um, at the Paralympics, whether uh, it's at the Paralympics or uh, 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 the globally recognized uh, tennis tournaments. Let's go to Melanie now, calling from Rode, uh, Randberg, rather. Good afternoon, Melanie. Hello, I hope you can hear me on the car phone. Yes, we can. And I want to say to Khutato, congratulations. Thank it you. It is a superb um, tennis match to watch. Mm. I went to the World Tennis Championship, wheelchair championship as a spectator, taking my family, and found that they were very supportive for these um, young people and um, they weren't standing or able to sit for the spectators uh, because they weren't in mm. at, at um, Ellis Park. And it was fantastic to see how our country can play, t- you know, can be part of the championships. Yeah. And the dedication of the players was extremely, extremely, um, I could say, uh, motivating for my children. Mm-hmm. And I wish that more support is given to yeah. wheelchair tennis. And I only wish you the best. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Melanie, thank you very much for your call. Melanie out in Randburg. Um, and we hope that there'll be more support because we have three players in the top 12 in the world. Um, and uh, KG Hotato is one of them. There's Lucas Sitole as well as Evans Mariba. And when you look at wheelchair tennis, its presence across the country, there were 500, you mentioned 500 active players yeah. earlier on. Um, but things did turn a little bit because for what the US Open finally sponsors came on board, uh, you were thinking of stopping ahead of Wimbledon, but now you have these funders who are saying, here's the year taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, I appreciate for everyone who really, you know, came forward because what they've done, they made sure that for the whole year, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm sorted and beginning of the year. So I appreciate them coming through because, uh, and, and you know what, not to, to make it a color thing, 
I, I, I found it so impressive that uh, most of all these people who came through were, were black people, you know, yeah. like uh, the company that paid for my US trip, Magole Group, it's a construction and mining group, like a fully owned black company. Mm-hmm. And Audi uh, Pulugwani, Audi Center Pulugwani, it's also like really black owned. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I know. And uh, obviously, Mississippi Company, WDB Trust and Investments coming through. I mean, there's a whole lot of them. Uh, Aspen, they mm. came through because Optimized Agency, that's the one that, you know, they went all out. Those two lovely ladies, they went all out and make sure that I'm sorted. So I, I can't really, yeah, I can't really thank them enough for what they've done for me because I'm, I'm so grateful because now I can play tennis, you know, without, without that stress, without the, 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 the financial worry. Exactly. Mm, that athletes uh, need to be free of. Uh, let's go to Nosipo. Nosipo, you're calling us from Boxburg. Khutato uh, is here with us. Good afternoon, Nosipo. Good afternoon, Azania, and hi, Khutato. Hello. Uh, hi, I just want to say congratulations for the achievement. In, um, you, you've done us proud. I, um, and I'm calling really because really, I was really touched when I, hear, when I saw on Twitter that you won the football team and you, went, you didn't have the support. I was in the disability sector at Elia in my years, and I understand the challenges mm. that adults with disabilities face and the funding challenges. The fact that you made it despite that, mm. that has to be celebrated. Well done and congratulations. Thank you so much. Masipo, thank you for your call. Yeah. And uh, Tabelo, it's Tabelo, right? In Soweto. How are you? Ah, we're very good. Go ahead, Tabelo. Kotazo is listening. Good, good. I just want to congratulate you, Kotazo, on the achievement that you have achieved so far. And uh, I just want to say that, you know, as a black child, usually we, there are boundaries that we put in front of ourselves. Things like age, uh, the disability that you have. Money. Mm. Tabelo? On. But uh, to find people like you with a very strong personality that you are, uh, you were able to achieve all those goals without putting yourself down, feeling pity of yourself to say, no, this I can't do. So I'm I'm sitting in the car and I'm very motivated about your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for the call, Tabelo. And then we also have Nalfi in uh, Midrand. Hi, Nalfi. Hi, KD. It's Nalfi. I met you just when Amy and uh, Vivi at um, Optimize, when they were just, I mean, uh, starting to actually help you try to sort you out uh, with sponsorship. I'm so happy. Remember, I met you with my son. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I was thinking you're a guy because you're wearing a cap. (laughs) I'm the idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. That's Nalfi out in uh, in Midrand. See, it's just your story is so uplifting. So if you do come the end of this particular year, uh, what are your plans? Uh, I still have uh, two big tournaments coming up, mm-hmm. like also in Able Body. They have uh, Masters tournaments just to round off the year. So we also have Masters tournament coming mm-hmm. up. And uh, we're starting with the doubles masters, which is coming up in Holland on in November, starting on the 14th of November until the the, the 18th. Yeah. Then now I'm gonna be going to California for the singles masters, which starts on the 26th of mm-hmm. November until the 3rd of uh, December. So that will be my last tournament before we start preparing for uh, the Oz Open early in the year.
Mm. And I know the Dutch players tend to <laughs> give you a bit of trouble. How do we dislodge them from this kind of stranglehold? Uh, of what, what, my, what, what a nightmare. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right now with the kind of support that I have, being able to be in a high performance center in Pretoria there. So having such a team that's going to help me stay fit and stay mentally strong, I think I should, I should be able to pick up my game even more because now I'll have more hours of, you know, playing tennis and yeah, fixing there and there. It's not that, uh, they are that much of a problem. It's just that, you know, they have what I don't have. And, you know, for me to beat them, I need to rise to their level. So I, I've been trying, I've beaten them before, but I yes. just, yes. yeah. So I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> uh, I know you had to pull out of the Belgium Open recently. Uh, is your health back to full strength? Yeah, not really. I mean, by then it was a chest infection, but now I just picked up a wrist uh, injury. Yes, which, you're wearing uh, a guard, a wrist guard. Yeah, yeah which it's it's, a, it's just a, an overload injury. So with rest, it should it should get better. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been on it for almost two weeks now, so I just need one more week, then I should be off it and start hitting the ball. So Yes, and ready for the tournaments uh, that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. You are an absolute inspiration. You know, been watching. That's how I was saying to you. Just been waiting and craving this moment to have you in the studio because you have done incredible things. Khotatsu, thank you so much for being so unstoppable. Thank you so much for having me. And it was a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. We'll be watching and I hope that more people come forward to support people like Khotatsu, uh, to support uh, uh, wheelchair tennis and other sporting codes that don't get as much coverage or funding um, as, say, rugby or cricket or, or football, because those stories and the people involved in those codes are incredible, equally inspiring, and they deserve our attention. Um, and so that is uh, South African star Khotatsu Monchani.